Coming up on episode one of Seagulls News Daily, Tony Bloom believes that Premier League clubs shouldn't be relegated if the season isn't completed. How a five-year-old Leeds fan wants to convince Brighton to sell Ben White for £15.07. How the Amex Stadium has been used to test NHS workers for coronavirus. Who has made the final four in the Albion's World Cup goals for and how the club's Twitter feed is giving fans lots of great content. And then the final thing will be my opinion of the day. Do Brighton need more pace? Brighton owner Tony Bloom says he cannot see how clubs can be relegated from the Premier League if a season is not completed. According to the BBC Sports article, Bloom says, it will be very difficult to relegate somebody, particularly from the Premier League, if the season hasn't played out. Brighton currently sit 15th in the table, two points above the drop zone, and Bloom feels it would be wrong for clubs to lose their status without playing all 38 games. During the meeting of the top 20 clubs, it was discussed that the earliest a football will be kicked again in the Premier League is the 8th of June. There are some clubs that want the season to be concluded by the 30th, but that seems very unlikely at this point. One idea that has been proposed is that teams are positioned in the table based on their average points per game. This will see the current bottom three teams relegated, with Bournemouth relegated by just 0-2 points. However, Bloomfields would be unfair to do this as it doesn't take into account the strength of the teams that you've played so far. In addition, some teams have more favourable games remaining, which will give them the potential to retrieve a higher points total and ultimately avoid relegation. Bloom also believes that the transfer market will not be as busy as previous seasons as clubs are adjusting to the effects of the coronavirus. Furthermore, Bloom feels the value of players has decreased, further reducing the value of the club's assets. You have to wonder, though, that based on that proposal, that Brighton would be favoured with their current predicament and their current form, they could take that opportunity to readdress the balance, get back get some new players and they've remained in the Premier League for another year let me know how you feel about that the club's official Twitter account posted a letter sent to the club by Daniel Alton a five year old Leeds fan who kindly offered all the money in his piggy bank totalling £15 and pence to sell Ben White to Leeds the club kindly wrote back to Daniel explaining that they see Ben White as a young talent and as a future part of Grand Potter's plan, so they're afraid they cannot sell Ben to Leeds. Following on from this story, Ben White has now reached out to the family and asked him to get in contact. I'm sure Ben is going to reward the young fan with a gift of some sort. I'll try and follow this up in a future episode. The Argus has reported today that the Amex will be used for a drive-through coronavirus testing facility. The site is being operated on an appointment-only basis for NHS staff and other key workers. Paul Barber, Chief Executive Brighton and Albion added, We've been in constant contact with the local NHS, emergency services and the local authorities from the start of this crisis and have made clear the club will be doing everything we can to assist them in this crisis. It's good to see the club are doing all they can to help. Uh, once again, it shows what a community club Brighton and Albion is. And the fact they, they're not just sitting back like some clubs are. The official Twitter feed for the Albion um, has reported the final four Albion goals of the World Cup. Uh, they've gone with Sebastian Pocanoli's free kick against QPR, Yujoa's header against Nottingham Forest, 
Adoni's lung-busting run against Crystal Palace, and then Knockhart's outside-of-the-box curling effort against, you guessed it, Crystal Palace. There seems to be um, a large emphasis by the fans in terms of their choices on the opposition. So we've got two Crystal Palace goals, uh, and then also the significance of the goal as well. So like the Joe header, which took Brighton into the playoffs, um, rather than them all being wonderful goals. So for me personally, I would go with the Knockhart goal, you got the great pass from Stevens, which some people don't believe he can do, followed by the cutting inside and then hitting into the top corner by knockout. It's a perfect goal. But let me know your opinions, leave your comments, and we'll talk about it in the next episode. Something that I've been enjoying a lot uh, while being in, in isolation, or lockdown as we call it, is the uh, club's official social media on Twitter. Um, they seem to be putting a lot of work into uh, providing good entertainment and content for the fans and also keeping them up to date um, with messages from Tony Bloom, uh, Paul Barber, Graham Potter. Um, so a lot of credit must go to the club for providing that content. So I've really enjoyed this show, Real Great Goals, promotion celebrations and then some of the blasts from the past with Zamora, um, goals from the with Dean, all that kind of stuff. Um, so it got me thinking, sometimes it's really easy to forget how great you know things have been for the last 10 years um and if you've been a fan long enough you know before that things were pretty bad um so you know sometimes fans are fairly short-sighted and i think there are quite a few who go to the albion at the moment well or were going to the albion um who have only got really used to you know brighton playing well in the championship and then being in the premier league um and then having a world-class stadium you know, sometimes we forget that Brighton were kicking a ball around an athletic stadium in front of two, three thousand fans. Um, so you have to wonder, will these fans still be around if Brighton were to drop down into this third tier or second and third tier of English football? Let me know your thoughts. My thought of the week or my question of the week is... Do Brighton need more pace? I thought this after watching the Albion over the last two years, but also after watching some of the clips posted by the official club's Twitter feed, that before we're in the Premier League, we used to have some really, really, really great wingers with a lot of pace. I think Brighton missed that in terms of attacking for it um, and an outlet when they're, when they're under the cosh a bit. So it got me thinking... Would we benefit from having like a Craig Noon again or a William Buckley? Um, especially that, especially after watching William Buckley's goal against Doncaster, you know the way the transition was from midfield to attack. You know, just the way the Brighton used to break in the Championship in the early years. Um, but we always had fast players, and this year we don't have Knockart, we don't have Isquiero. And at times we look very slow moving forward. You know, is it is it enough to have passing football? Are Brighton good enough for ticky tacky football? Um, I was looking at other clubs as well. So most decent Premier League teams have really pacey players, and it and it plays t- to their advantage. So think about Traore at Wolves, absolute beast, absolutely tears teams apart with his pace and. You know, scores goals, also sets up a handful of goals just by pure brute pace. Um, Zahara Palace, you know, the number of opportunities he creates, free kicks, penalties, you know, pace, Sterling at Man City, 
wins penalties again, breaks at speed. Salah at Liverpool, amazing. Daniel James at Man United, you could argue hasn't hit the ground running as much as he did at Swansea. But once again, an attacking, fast-paced outlet. You know, maybe he should have come to Brighton rather than Man United. St. Maximin at Newcastle, once again, fast, pacey, scores goals. You know, I think Brighton really do need to look at, you know, a pacey winger uh, in the next transfer window. Let me know what you think. Leave a comment, send me a message, and then we'll have another discussion in the next episode. So that's episode one in the can. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. Um, let me know your thoughts and opinions. Send me a message. Any any feedback welcomed. Ways to improve it. Things you want to see. Any comments on anything's discussed. And I'll see you on the next one. <laughs>